After spending 18 years as a patient at government's Kalinen Care and Rehabilitation Center in Pretoria, 51-year-old Yako Stoltz was transferred to Siabadinga NGO in May last year. This is to make way for patients from life as Dimeni. During a testimony, Stoltz's sister, Sandra de Villiers, said she found him extremely hungry, thirsty and in a bad physical condition every time she visited him at Siabadinga. He was eventually taken to the Mamilodi Hospital where he died in October. Shortly before he passed on, de Villiers recalls a doctor telling her that Stoltz was severely dehydrated and needed to be immediately admitted to ICU. Speaking through an interpreter, an emotional de Villiers said 12 months on, she still doesn't know the exact cause of his death. On the 14th of October, around 12.30 at night, um, a nurse phoned me to tell me that Yaku had passed away. It felt as if a piece of, of my life was taken or ripped away from me, we were very close. Did they inform you of the cause of death? No, they did not tell me of which, of what, what was his cause of death. Do you know what is recorded on his death certificate? under investigation. For more than 30 years, Esidimeni Life was tasked with looking after mentally ill patients in Gauteng. But former health MEC Kadani Mahlangu suddenly pulled the plug in 2015, citing budgetary constraints. These against advice and warnings by experts and interested groups. Former managing director at Life Esidimeni, Dr. Morgan Mkajwa, who was equally emotional throughout his testimony, says he did tell department officials that the relocations could not be done in six months as demanded. We warned the department of the potential catastrophe that this haphazard process was going to result in. In one meeting, I got a shock of my life when the MEC said, when she grew up, she slept under the stove. So can these users... Mkajwa says as he realized officials were determined to push ahead, he suggested that government should buy out Esidimeni and take over the facility to ensure patient stability. But he never got a response. He said he even offered to help assess the facilities where the patients were being taken to, but he was never given contact details and addresses for the NGOs. In one instance, Mkajwa says he turned away an old open baki that was sent to collect patients. He says Kaidani Mashangu told him she wanted out of the contract by March 2017 latest. We therefore were surprised to get that this had to be hurried over and had to be terminated in 2016. And in your view, the costs that were associated with your services were reasonable? Who can live on 200 rand per day, 300 rand per day for your medicines, grooming, place to sleep, food? transport personally impractical for me he says every patient left acidimini with a summary of their medical records but says it was very sad to see doctors such as suspended hod banisilivano forget about their hypocritic oath to prioritize patients and succumbed to political pressure Mukajwa says the whole experience was too traumatic for him hence his subsequent resignation from life acidimini I mean, when I hear 141, I go like, oh gosh. Each death at SDMN was thoroughly investigated. If it meant we questioned anything, we would take that body 
for a post-mortem. After that, we've identified the root cause, we then would put in corrective measures. Even if it happened in one facility, the corrective measures would be applied in all the facilities. So they were in good hands. Mkacho says he thought lessons would have been learned from a similar move in 2007 when several mentally ill children died after being moved to an NGO from Life Dimeni and that this would never happen again. He has appealed to doctors, especially those in senior positions, to always act in the best interest of patients. The hearings continue. I'm Wissani Makubele in Johannesburg.